I took that money. $25,000, I mean, that's a lot of money if you, if, you got, if you all of a sudden somebody just walked up and handed it to you and said, enjoy yourself at the pool hall. I mean, that's a lot of games, buddy. <laughs> You'd be there for a year or two, you know. Well, I mean, that'd be foolish, but I mean, uh, you know what I mean. All right, so. So what do you do next? Does anybody know? What did Jesus do? What did Jesus do when he found out the little bit? How did he fix the problem? He blessed it. He brought God into the thing. Hello? Does it not say that Jesus took the five loaves, two fishes, and did what? Gave thanks and blessed. See, to the natural eye, to the intellect, to logic, logical thought, what Jesus did was ridiculous. I mean, he's sitting there looking at these men. Everybody knows, including the devils and the angels. Everybody knows there's not enough there. You can't make this increment small enough to get it to everybody. Isn't that right? But you see, that's not how Jesus was looking at it. What was Jesus looking through? Do anybody know yet? He was looking at the multitude with the eyes of compassion. That changes the whole scenario. Hello. Hello? Y'all still there? All right, this is what we did. I said, all right, give me ideas. What can we do with this $25,000? What are we going to need? All right. You know, I got some guys with me that are survivalist people. You know, their idea is lots of bullets and guns, some matches. Yeah, you know, some matches and tents, hold it off, get a little bit of food, feed the family, everybody take care of it, back off, this is ours. <laughs> and then you go to the other end, you got people, well, let's just go buy $25,000 worth of hamburgers and give everybody a hamburger. Okay, well, between those two types of people is our answer. We do get some guns and we do get some hamburgers and we get some gasoline and diesel, but you got to hide it because there isn't any. What we didn't know, you, you have no idea how far reaching these devastations are. Hundreds of miles. I'm talking about the United States. I'm not in some third world nation now. We went to... You know, we have these sounds there, uh, something like y'all's warehouse or something like that. These uh, places where you go and you buy in bulk stuff, you know. And these Walmart Supercenters, big old things. And, and, and all right, well, what do you buy? How do you, what do you buy? So here's what I did. I told the ladies, I said, all right, ladies, I need a list. If you was in a, if you was in a, a, a desperate situation... And somebody came to you and asked you, what, what do you need to start life all over again? I need a list of those items. All right, men, I need a list of tools, to, to chainsaws and things it would take to fix this, cut these trees out, do this, move this stuff so where we could save these people's lives. 
All right? So we got all these lists together, and we went to all these stores, and we, we spent all of our money. We had enough diesel to get us over there, and we had enough food to give out to people for 30 seconds. That's how big the need was. All right. But what, what the devil tells you is you're pouring water down a snake hole that has an exit at the other end down below you. You're not going to get anything done. That's what the disciples thought. That's why they came up with the desert place. The day is far spent. We don't have any food. We don't have enough money. They came up with the right excuses. But when you got God involved, you got the Lord Jesus involved, none of your excuses are valid. The need was so great. We got over there. We found these pastors. I hunted them up. I hunted them. I, you, you can't believe the tenacity that God's let me be blessed with. We found these guys. We rescued them. Uh, we went around. We didn't even know how to begin. The, the thing was so big. It was a hundred miles of devastation by 25 or 30 miles inland. Complete annihilation. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of people displaced. Okay. And just New Orleans alone, I think it was a, a quarter of a million people that were displaced. Uh, well, that's how many haven't gone back yet. It was uh, maybe a half million at the, at the outset. All right. We go rolling up, all right? We're so proud of ourselves. We go, the, the women are back at our office in South Texas. Here's the men. We go rolling up. And we just sit in our trucks like this. There's nowhere to begin this. We went there with our $25,000 in all of our trucks, and it was gone in 24 hours. I mean, we didn't have anything left. But you know what we had? We, had, we formed an idea. We had given our fishes. Jesus didn't have to come down and pray and bless and give thanks. We said, yes, Lord, it's your word. Nevertheless, we'll do it. Do you hear me? Now you listen. We went back. We stayed there the first time, what, five days? And we worked. God, our, our hands were bloody. We got back to our wives, and all we could do was cry. I mean, man, holy... Oh, by then, people had found out that we were involved. Did you hear me? A handful of soldiers. And when the people found out that we were there, you know what they said? Brother Hogan and his men are there. We're going to be fine. Isn't that something? See, that's what... If you don't have that testimony, you're a devil. When you walk into the situation, regardless of where you are in the world, it doesn't make any difference. When you walk there, people need to take a, a breath. It's going to be fine now. 
They need to look at you with that kind of confidence that the anointing is here. The gospel is here. Jesus is here. We're going to be fine. Churches from all over the world started sending money to our office. All of a sudden, I had another 25000 in my hands before we got back home. And me and them men, we rested one day. I, don't know, I think it was something like $57,000 we had. We went down to the Walmart store. This time, we got these 20-foot extra heavy-duty, them things you haul these, what do you call these, dig, backhoe diggers? Same thing? All right. Got my translator. Those trailers that you the haul the big heavy equipment on for construction, we went rolling up into them Walmart stores and them and them uh, Sam's department stores, and we they brought them things out that stuff out there on pallets, four feet by four feet by four feet, brand new stuff. But now we know what we need. Here's what we need: anything that will sustain life. And I don't care what its name is. If it'll make somebody that's been in a tragedy feel like there's a littlest amount of hope, put it on that trailer. Because we're bringing life to them people. All right, we loaded that stuff up. We went back over there. Man, we plowed the field. All of a sudden... People are hearing about us from everywhere. I mean, these uh, 18-wheelers, do y'all understand 18-wheelers? Is that the right word? Semi-18-wheeler, we good? All right, good. They can carry anywhere from 45 to 55 pallets. All right, that's four by four by four, just stuff. You name anything. It's in your house. It was in them trucks. And it was coming for, from northern Canada, western United States, east, northeast. And they, we, all of a sudden we had thousands of pallets showing up. And, and I went back home. I told my wife, I was so tired. I went back down to South Texas to our office. And I'm sitting down. I told her, you're not going to believe this. We get one tractor trailer unloaded with a hundred thousand pounds of stuff and we take it out there and we give it to people who are starving to death and we get that, oh boy, we did good. We look and there's two tractor trailers sitting there. Oh my God. So we're up all night unloading trailers and all day we're dispensing them trailers. Listen to me. You listen to me. When, it, when we was at our peak, we stayed down there in that place eight months. I mean, uh, eight weeks. Excuse me, two months. We started, how many of those uh, distribution centers we had? Was it four or seven? Then we were, were supplying some other ones. We had, we had four, distri- what we call distribution centers. Hey, you can take me to any place in the world now. I can solve the problem now. You wouldn't believe it. And it was a matter of giving my five little old pieces of bread and two little old fish. I know the outcome. 
if them disciples would have said, yes, Lord, now. And I'm going to describe it to you just a little bit. When God blesses what your hands are doing, I'm going to tell you what happens. We were able, God gave us government favor. The federal government of the United States of America came in there with their big machine and could not do it. We went in with 20 families and five loaves and two fishes and we did it. You hear me? You don't have any idea how I feel right now. You've got to understand there's thousands of stories. We saved thousands of people's lives. There was so much, um, what do you call that whenever they put on them suits and uh, your biohazards. Because all these uh, refineries and government facilities and uh, Air Force and Army bases and all went underwater and they had things that you're not supposed to have. And it came out into the public. Yeah. And we're out there walking around just like old regular civilian Joe. I am, you know. But the difference is I'm full of the Holy Ghost. And we're walking around out there. And, and, and they come in these fancy $100 million vehicles and get out with these white suits on with these things going. Brrr. And we're going, God, these fellas think they're on the moon or something. And we're out there just walking around saving lives and not one of us got sick. And oh yes, we had our wives and children out there by now. You listen to me. We were serving, right before we left, that, that, uh, that uh, how, much, how many meals were there? Uh, I don't remember, was it 5,000 or... Two and three when we left. A thousand meals a day. Hot food. Did you hear me? You know where that came from? Five loaves and two fishes. That's what happens when you say, yes, Lord. And you don't say, Jesus, don't you get it? Man, it's a desert place, Jesus. I mean, come on. Come on, Jesus. Have a little mercy on us, God. Church, you are going to get over yourself and you're going to get into the Holy Ghost. I was working, we was working so hard. We'd get up in the morning at six o'clock. We'd pray for an hour. We would organize ourselves. We would make plans and we wouldn't see each other till that night late after dark. Then we'd be unloading trucks. When we left, we had the largest, including the federal government of the United States, including FEMA, including the Red Cross. We had the largest distribution center of the United States of America. Come on with that! I'm talking about 20 little old missionaries with a little $25,000. Go home, boy. That ain't going to do nothing. No, it won't do nothing. If you're thinking like, oh, that's all I got. But that's not all I got. If I give that, I have limitless resources. You ready? You want to hear some numbers? 
when we left, the amount of money that had run through our hands was at $3.5 million. Wow. Now we're talking some change. <laughs> hey, I don't even, I don't, I used to know all these numbers. I apologize. It's, it's just not fun to me to remember all them silly little numbers. But there were so many thousands of people that we had serviced, that we had helped. One family, let me give you a couple of examples of how we were rescuing people. All right. We finally got this. Uh, Home Depot is a, uh, it's like this construction, they outfit construction companies, okay? And they build for everything for building homes and all of that. They sent us tractor trailer loads of brand new tools, chainsaws, rakes, hoes, <laughs> sledgehammers, uh, shovels, uh, picks, uh, everything, everything. Electric blowers, uh, generators, uh, God, he should have seen all that stuff. I'd like to have had about two of them trucks, you know, just, just to black market it somewhere. I'd have been rich for a while. But you see, you got to understand, that was not my stuff. I had my hands on it. I had control of it. But it was Jesus' stuff. So I had to have what now? I had to have two things, honor and integrity. Huh? If you step out into this, and you give your five loaves and two fishes, and Jesus does show up to bless you, and, and He decides to back what you're doing, you're going to need some of these things that we talk about all the time in these meetings. <laughs> Integrity, discipline, faithfulness, diligence. How about that? The, the, the chainsaw teams went out. I mean, we had teams coming to us from all over the northern hemisphere. I mean, people that couldn't even hardly speak English. They would spoke something else. They come there and we just hand them a chainsaw. Go get them, boy! You don't have to speak nothing to do that. Just a couple of motions and there you go. You can run a chainsaw, pick the thing up and crank it and get out of here. I'll see you at dark. You have some hot food if you come back dirty. <laughs> if not, you can drive the 200 miles where it starts again. <laughs> and then be back by daylight and start that saw up again. <laughs> and that's something. 25 days, I think it was, or something like that. Was it 22 days or something? They, they, these trees, they fell on these houses and completely covered them up. You can't, there's no getting in or out of them. So here we are going house to house to house to house, sawing these houses out. You can't believe how tedious and how much work and how hard and whew, tough. What's this? One of the crews saws his house out. Don't know who it is. You know, you say, well, who was it? It don't matter who it is. Does it, do you think that those disciples knew who they were giving that food to after Jesus blessed them? Do you think they knew all the 5,000 men and their wives and kids? Never. That's not the point. The point is give them the food. We are God's called. We are God's anointed. We are God's chosen. And it's time for you to understand and start acting like it. I mean, come on. If you're going to use a bunch of mule riding preachers, look what he can do with you. 
<laughs> Come on with that. <laughs> I mean, they sawed into this house. They cut the trees out of the way. They go inside. I mean, it's devastated. The furniture's destroyed, 100% loss. But they find in the attic, they find people huddled up. After all of these days, no food, no water, just there, almost dead. You drag them out. You give them water. You save their life. You're a hero. Yeah. Just like that. Isn't that nice? But see, that's who you're called to be. That's who you are. That's what you are. And it's now. You see, I believe this, right? It's because it's, it's still going on, right? I mean, there's 10,000 meals a day going on. We're over $5 million. There's no end to it. The Red Cross pulled out and gave us all their warehouses. You know what we said? Thank you. Took our little old forklift over there, pallet by pallet, getting it out here. They had it chained up. We undid the chains and said, hey, it's yours. Take it. Isn't that something? Are you listening to me? Wow. You're sitting in that chair. You're saying, you know, I expect that out of him. Because you do. And you might as well because that's what's going to happen for the rest of my life. Because we're going we're to donate our five loaves and two fishes. Even if it is all I got for my family. But see, that's what you see with your natural eye. That's how you calculate it with your, with your ideology, with your understanding, with your physical reasoning. That's how you see it. But that's not how it is in the, in the spirit realm, in the world of faith, in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Do you understand me? What if you was the couple up in the attic, scared to death, and all of a sudden you hear these chainsaws, you're still alive, and these men come walking in, I mean sweated down, covered in bow waste and everything else, pull off the... And tell them, Jesus sent us to save you. What if you was those people? What would your opinion of the gospel be about then? Wow. <laughs> See, that's all that's valuable to me right there. See, all that money, all that time, all of a sudden these, these people with the big money came. The government of the United States of America, FEMA directors flew in in private jets from Washington you know who they wanted to talk to? Moi. What? Why me? Well, I can tell you why. Because when they got there, they walk up to me. We want to hire you. I said, I'm sorry. I've already been bought. I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. How did you know how to do this? Didn't know how till I got here, figured out how to do it, and did it. Isn't that something? Well, what about this organization, all this network? We didn't have it when we got here. What'd you start with? Twenty-five thousand. What have you got now? Oh, we're in several million. I don't know exactly, but it doesn't matter. It matters that when in the morning comes, I can load my truck and I can go help fifteen more families. That's what matters. And in all these seventeen trucks. That all have Mexican plates because they're our work trucks from Mexico. That we have enough junk to put in there and each one of them go get 15 families. That's the only thing that matters. 
You listening to me? And you, you tell me, Brother Hogan, your much walking with God has made you mad. You're absolutely right. If it makes you think I'm mad, I'm happy. I am successful if I've shook and rattled your cage just a little bit. Because <laughs> see, there was five of us ministers. And we banded together to use all of our resources. There were four pastors and myself, our ministries. We banded together. You know what we... I came up, God gave me a phrase. That, and you want to hear what it is? Are you interested? Y'all still interested? You want me to shut up? What do you want? Now? I mean, this is awesome. What we saw God do in a few weeks changed me for the rest of my life. If you're not going to help, move out of the way because you're going to get run over. And it won't be trying to hurt you, trample you, confuse you. It won't be for that reason. It'll just be you're in the way and you're excess and we don't need you. God gave me a phrase. Earn your stripes. You see, I'm a soldier. I'm a Holy Ghost soldier and I'm a good one. I have been trained by the power of God. And I mean, I've been blessed. And we went down there and we ended up, these, these uh, t-shirt companies made us all these shirts. We had these stripes, earn your stripes. I mean, we was going around, I'm telling you, we had, we got on Oprah Winfrey, is that how you say her name? Oprah Winfrey. We got on her, we got on Fox News, we got on all these great places. And, and listen, listen, watch this. Because I told every one of these big shot important people that was messing with us, I told them, anybody but Jesus gets the credit, I'm pulling out of here. If anybody's name is mentioned other than the great Holy Ghost, me and my men are going to Mexico and you clean it up. <laughs> yeah, come on. So we're, we're on these international television shows, right? And they're saying, who are these people? You know, and these big shots that get on, you know, they like their faces in these cameras. They say, well, all we know is they work for Jesus. But who are they? You go ask them. Do you see how much they needed us? You want to know why they needed us? Because we're the blessed of God. I'm talking about the governor of Louisiana, the governor of Mississippi. They came and they said, who are these people? And the mayors of all these towns that we had helped, we had saved these towns. I'm talking about dozens of towns. We saved them. God let us save them. Hundreds of thousands of people. You don't know how that feels at night. To lay my head down on the pillow. Yes, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, man. On, oh! No! Oh! <laughs> yeah. 
And you're sitting there and you're going, well, you know, there's no way I would have. Yes, you would have if you would have trusted Jesus. Yes, you would have. But what you got to be willing to do is get rid of those five loaves and two fishes. And that's where you have trouble. Because you think it's somehow going to sustain you. And without Jesus, it won't. Watch this. There was a lady come driving up to one of our, our biggest, actually, biggest distribution center. We was, there was 300, 250, 300 families a day going through this one distribution center. And we was giving them, we, it was just like going into a grocery store and hardware store. I had all this stuff organized. You wouldn't believe the organization. We had people working out in it. We had a 17-acre field that was thousands of pallets of stuff. <laughs> All right. You can name any item. It was out there. I would I would go in there. They didn't know who I was. I'd go in. I'd dress just like I am right now. I'd just walk in there. Just be, these horror stories. You should, oh, just make you, just your heart just break. I'd just be sitting there and these ladies would be talking. You know, if I could just get my hands on a mop. And I wouldn't say a word. I'd walk right out there. I know right where the mops are. I'd get me a dozen of them. Put them on my shoulder. Go walking in there. Because it wasn't one lady. There's a whole bunch of them lined up. And as far as they can hear, I want a mop. And I go walking in there. They all go want one. So you got to bring enough when you come or don't bring none. And I'd go walking in there. And finally they figured it out. That if I walk in there, if they would just say it, I'd go get it. Because we had rules, you see. And so, but I was, I broke the rules. <laughs> I'm not above the law or nothing, but I mean, I mean, compassion compels you to give my britches off me and my shirt. I mean, why else? go home if you're not going to do that? <laughs> this woman walked in. Now watch this. She's covered in diamonds and, and, and gold. And I mean, she's really nice. You can just tell she's not like the rest of us. <laughs> but all of a sudden, this drama, this calamity made her exactly like the rest of us. Her million, one million dollar home sitting right down there. The lot her house set on was a million U.S. Yeah. Prime property. She is a brain surgeon. Very successful. Millions of dollars. The bank that had all of her money and all of her information, gone. Her house, gone. The slab her house sit on, gone. 60 foot wall of water comes in, sits there, takes whatever it wants and leaves. Did you hear me? 60 foot of water came in, stayed there and left and it carried for for weeks and actually several months those big barges out in the Gulf of Mexico their propellers would hit and stuff in open water open sea they'd stop their boats send divers down there would be houses intact floating underwater are you hearing me you getting it yet okay this lady comes walking in there she left in her $75,000 BMW 
It was sitting in the parking lot right beside everybody else's broke down stuff. But you know what she needed? The same thing. Everybody's on exactly the same playing field all of a sudden. Do you understand the opportunity for the gospel in that scenario? I went in there every day and I'd walk in there. How y'all doing today? And they'd just start busting into tears. I said, let me just tell you something. Jesus loves you. Jesus sent me from Mexico here to save you. You got to know how that feels. To be so full of the Holy Ghost. To be so right. And to be a hero. And it's got to do with saying yes to the five loaves and two fishes. You hear me? All right. That lady come in there. She was crying. She said, I'm sorry. I don't know how to do this. And I said, you mean asked because you don't have anything? She said, yes. I said, here's how you do it. What do you need? I'm the guy. I'll fix it for you. I said, I want to ask you one question, though. That BMW of yours sitting out there? Has it helped you any? She said, no. I said, what about that, that stuff you're wearing, them diamonds and all that? Is that how, how does that feel? She said, it, uh, it, uh, it don't feel good. I said, really? Okay. Isn't that something? We had hundreds of those come through. Used to be millionaires. Now they're like the rest of us. Isn't that something? Are you hearing me or not hearing me? I've got to have you watch. Ready? Here's what, you, here's what we're going to do together. Step into it. Can we do that? Is that all right? Will you stand up, please? <clears throat> what else I need to tell him about that? So y'all, y'all, y'all got way more stuff than I do. I know you do. We all right? Okay. You got, you got to understand, see? It, it says, you know, I didn't, I didn't finish none of it, and I, I'm not going to, but it says, Jesus said, how many, lo- how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they knew, they brought it to him, and he prayed for him, you know. And, and what, what I like about Jesus is, before he had the remedy, he calmed the people and said, sit them down on green grass and let them be at peace and be blessed. There still wasn't any visual on success yet. Do you understand? How about that? <laughs> I like it. Don't you like it? Yeah. So this is what we're going to do. <clears throat> Luis Alberto, por favor. Thank you. We're going to ask the great Holy Ghost to touch us. Is that Okay. Because you have to understand that I know the potential that you possess. All right. To say that I know a fulfilling of it, I don't know that. But I know what I saw. I know what I watched God do. Okay. People drove 20 and 30 hours with trailer loads of stuff that their communities had gotten together. All right. And they brought it down there and said, we're looking for... My name or the pastor where we, we were sleeping in it like the sanctuary here. <clears throat> All the chairs was moved. And we were camped out in there. That's, that was our hotel. You don't know why? There wasn't anything else. <laughs> yeah. Man, it was amazing. I just wish 
you would hear me because there's no thing that we can't do. That Holy Ghost is with us. That great Holy Ghost is with us. This is what I want to do. And I don't want it to be enthusiasm. I want it to be a heart-touched, heartfelt revelation for you to understand. I mean, listen. If you are willing, you may not ever have to give your five loaves and two fish. I mean, it may not ever come to it. But it might. Things are changing. I mean, look at the flooding y'all got. It's pretty close to you. Look at the extra heavy snow in the middle of the island right here. I mean, I mean, what's going on here, man? I'll tell you what's going on. Change is going on. It's time for the church to change with it or be drowned by it. Hello? There's a church in New Orleans that was one of the most dynamic, hopping, eight, 9,000 member, blowing, going, contemporary, happening. When those levees broke... That building right now is abandoned. There ain't one Christian there. What what happened? Something failed. There's a flaw. We gotta fix it. We gotta be willing. We gotta we gotta give our five and two. Hello? Now, in your heart, in your spirit, I want to pray. I want God to touch us right now. Because you, you I mean there's so much we could sit you, I could start these boys talking and be you'd be ours. Just things that they personally did and saw and how the help and how the rescue went on. and I mean, we saw diamonds hanging in trees. We didn't touch one of them. And there's laws in the U.S., you know, that you can take that stuff. No. What do I need it for? What I got is way more precious than that. Do you understand? There's no way for me to run that much money through my hands. Do you understand what I just told you a while ago? In less than two months, three and a half million. I mean, golly, that's astronomical growth. If you look at it business wise, that's amazing. But see, that's how God does things. When He's ready to do a miracle, it happens. And He's ready to use you. There's things happening all over the world, there's things happening right here. There's, in your own, there's need for repentance right here tonight. And I'm, I'm going to ask for I'm going to ask for us to come down. The ones of us, the ones of you that are serious, that are, that are really understanding what I'm saying, and, and willing to step into this kind of faith and anointing, and let God be actually who He wants to be. If that's you, I want you to come right down here with me, and we're going to pray together in Jesus' name.